Welcome back to another episode of Somewhere in Missouri. This week, I have local baseball aficionado and author Ethan Bryan on the show. We talk about his Catch 365 project, his new book of poetry coming out called This Is My Springfield. We talk about how perseverance and passion can go so far to fight burnout and some of our favorite things about Springfield. Enjoy the show. Uh, Ethan Bryan, local author and storyteller, baseball addict. Cheer for the Royals just as much as I possibly can. <laughs> I mourn with the Royals as much as I possibly can this year. More. That's more that's kind of interesting. Um, being here, here in Springfield, you know, we, we, we have the the the, the Springfield Cardinals, mm-hmm. you know, and yet yet you root for the Royals. Uh, is I there worked kind of for a... the Cardinals for six did weeks. Did you? Okay. Yes. What'd I was part of the ground crew. Oh, nice. I got to. Uh, I mean, I learned about what it takes to make that field look look like yeah. like it does, and then I discovered that my my ankle was broken and I had Ooh. surgery. Ooh. <laughs> well, I've got some good drone shots of that field, so thanks for uh, making it look oh, look good. So cool. Whenever I probably so very illegally. <laughs> I mean, is there a history with, you know, um, whether it's family related, something like that with like in the Royals over the Cardinals or? I uh, moved to Kansas City to ah. Lee Summit when I was uh, about four. Okay. Yeah, My dad that... finished vet school and spent a couple of years there. And then after I got married and got my master's degree, my wife and I worked up there for about 11 years. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it then. See, I'm yeah. I, I'm not super into sports anymore. Um, I lived in St. Louis for about six years uh, downtown. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of the time I could I could watch the Cardinals play from my from my bedroom window. Oh my goodness! So me, I'm a okay. Well, if I'm going to root for someone, it's going to root for the Cardinals. That's I mean, incredible. there it's infectious. You go to a bar during playoffs and. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 banging the the table so hard, you know, the, the <laughs> drinks fall off and no one even cares. Uh, so it's very very infectious up there. So I, I can understand you living up in up you know up in KC. You're obviously going to root, root for them. You got it. Uh, you know, uh, in, in comparison, bleeding blue uh, went 16 innings my first game, and they they won, and we stayed for the whole thing. Oh, nice. So I've been I've been a Royals fan ever since. <laughs> I mean, and speaking of baseball, uh, I mean, I kind of before I had you in here today, I did some, I tried to do some some research on you, uh, and, and you recently completed this catch three sixty five yes. uh, thing where where you play catch every single every day. single day. Um, but, but before we get into the real real reason mm-hmm. why you're here, if there was a camera, they'd see me pointing at this book, but there isn't. So just imagine. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that about about the that catch three sixty five? I mean, two thousand eighteen was a great year. It was a project that was inspired by my daughters, mm-hmm. and it, it literally just came about as a whim and we played catch uh, both of us all three of us on on january 1st and just kind of the question came out what would happen if you play catch every day for a year and i knew what the answer was is i'd have to have surgery (laughs) and and uh, or you get really good at uh yeah yeah and and it turned out incredible we um we traveled twelve thousand miles oh wow uh, 10 states 530 different catch partners um and just some amazing stories of connecting with people that I, n- I never would have right. met otherwise Without, other than yeah. this crazy quixotic quest as uh, as mlb.com put it so and yeah and, i did i, I did I, yeah. Yeah, I i saw that i saw that article yeah that's pretty cool how it how, it, how it, it reached that many you know just just a simple simple idea mm-hmm. uh, uh, something like that and that, and <laughs> And so I decided to take it one step further this year. Now that my arm's finally in shape, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get the rest of me in shape by <laughs> August. There's a uh, there's a local 
Baseball League. I don't know if you knew about this in, in Ozark, uh, the Grip and Rip Baseball League. I I know I heard you mention it uh, on your Ozark's first yes. interview. Yeah, and it is it's just a competitive wood bat league, and there's some incredible talent. I mean, collegiate players, mm-hmm. minor league players. I mean, people who have real baseball yeah. skills. And so I have committed that I'm at least going to try out, oh, cool. even though they're younger than me <laughs> and in better shape. And most, of, I mean, I. My baseball skills peaked as a bench warmer for Kickapoo's JV team. I mean, so I don't even have the hand-eye coordination <laughs> in a ball. Um, I, I, I all overthink it. Uh, but I mean, how many of them get to say that they that they played catch every single day? I mean, that that's um, some dedication. And I mean, really speaking to that, that kind of perseverance and persistence. How did you? Keep it going. I'm not the most consistent type of person. I mean, I I, I, I have a trouble keeping up with a weekly podcast. How, how did you manage to do that every single day for an entire year without kind of like, oh, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to miss this day. And then obviously that turns into two days and so on. That's a great question. I, um, I don't think I really ever followed through on any New Year's resolution mm-hmm. that long before. Uh, maybe a few months or whatever. And then you're like, okay, whatever. This is good enough. Yeah. And I, I guess the only re- reason why I succeeded in it is because it's something I love to do. I mean, I love right. to yeah, play. I always have gloves passion. in my car. And it was just something I loved. And so it was never really... I mean, there was it was times where we had to really wrestle with, with schedules with my wife and my daughters right. and vehicles. And yeah, life. How, yeah, yeah. Yes, life, life stuff. Definitely how, how are you going to do it? But um, that time that I spent outside with whoever it was, whether, whether it was family or someone I knew or a complete stranger, that whether it was... 15 minutes or an hour. Yeah. I loved that time. Well, it's and kind of that so testament. It, just, it reinforced it every day. It oh, yeah. so much joy. Of course, you'll do it again the next day. And it's kind of a testament of, you know, when you love what you're doing, it's not a chore. It's, it's something you want to keep doing, at least until it's no longer fun and something like that. You yeah. know, a true, you know, passion for how as many years it's been is really, you know, not going to not be fun for you. Exactly. And I mean, you talked about, you talk about how you know, there were sessions from 15 minutes to an hour, and even in some of the, the stuff I've, I read, you know, just about some of the stories that you that mm-hmm. you heard, and I, and I know you're kind of work, working on, on, on a book yeah. along those lines, um, but can, can, you, can you kind of speak to the importance, importance of these meaningful connections that you made with complete strangers that you normally, <laughs> right, would have never, ever interacted with in a million years if it was not for you know, th- this this project. I'll take one from Hammonds. Uh, so last year, uh, last fall, the Missouri State Bears had their first alumni game mm-hmm. in a number of years. And I figured, well, I played catch with a couple people associated with the Bears. If I go to the field, hopefully I can find someone. And so I go in, just kind of walk around, look around. These two guys just come up to me and just start talking. Well, it turns out they were in Springfield uh, as part of a stand-up comedy tour. And just started visiting and and we don't know each other at all. And I said, hey, this is the project I'm doing. I'm playing catch with people. I got a glove full of backpacks. Would you guys mind stepping outside yeah. and playing catch with me? We'd love to. Well, one of the guys, uh, his name is Raj. He was then from Arkansas. I think he has, he's moved north, but he's from India originally. Oh. And so he came and taught me about cricket. Mm-hmm but then also started talking about the immigration process, how, how he's been in the United States since he was 17, and he's still having to walk through doors right. that people who come to the United States and aren't as dark-skinned as he is are already full, 
I mean, they're already United States citizens, right, yeah. where he, he still has to jump through hoops and sign papers and, yeah, kind of and, and stuff that I, n- I yeah. never would have had this conversation. Right. And he's giving me this education. He says, and this is, and, and, and I'm able to tell my story and make people laugh and educate them through the process. Right. Like, it was incredible. And, and, and those are the kind of stories that I, I would get while we're outside tossing a ball. Right. Yeah. And I, and I can't, obviously, I, I don't know you personally. Um, but I can imagine, you know, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, introvert. before this, still an introvert, still an introvert, uh, that that really kind of forced you to get out of, out of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, to, to go up and approach a complete stranger. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do that unless I've had a couple drink, couple drinks. Um, so I, I can imagine that that was even, you know, in, in all this in this entire project was was a very evolutionary and a lot of growth oh, for it, you. Um. I get so nervous. Even just just talking with you, I, I know that my, my pulse is raised, my heart's beating hard, <laughs> and so I, I would start to overthink it. I only like play you said. doctor on TV. I can't help you be a heart attack. <laughs> and say, so, all right, well, I'm going to go meet this guy in 30 minutes. Uh-huh. I'll start stretching out just a little bit. And what kinds of things are we going to talk about? What if we don't connect? What if what if that's what I deal with every always... week when I do this? Yes, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and one of the big truths that hit me is we all have stories we we oh, yeah. will connect we just got to find that that, uh, that, com- that space and, yeah. to be able to share our stories absolutely and and there was something freeing and i think it's really what it happened it started with me when i was young it, is my dad was a veterinarian here in town mm-hmm. and he'd make house calls and he'd come home after driving 100 150 miles in the city and i'd greet him at, at, at his car with gloves in hand say dad won't play catch well, knowing what driving around now that I'm the dad that does the carpool and stuff like right. that, that you get tired oh, in yeah. the afternoon, and he never said no. I mean, he's, he never said, well, let me go rest. Well, yeah. maybe after dinner. He, he always, and he used that time when we play catch to check up on me. Yeah, how, how are you doing at school? And and so I'm, I'm obsessively thinking about how hard can I throw my fastball or, mm-hmm. you know, catching grounders or pop-ups. And, and he's making sure his kids do right. Okay. And they kind of maybe conditioned you to, to uh, exactly. connect that activity with with that bond and in yep. connection and for sure. So I think I took his training that way and just exploded on it this year. Where you know I'd have people say, "Well, I haven't thrown a baseball in 30 years." I was like, "It's all right. It doesn't make a difference. You right. can throw it over my head. I'll go get it, and <laughs> and we'll, we'll keep." We'll keep connecting right and so they start focusing on the physical activity and well, what were you doing 30 years ago when you last played ball and and the questions would just come well, let me tell you what when i was playing ball this happened yeah and and i would i'd say it's okay if i tell that story that's just incredible right oh yeah i mean just the you know, maybe it's a, a bit egocentric when we, you know, don't, don't think about how you know, every other person we, we, we encounter, make eye contact with, give that little awkward smile out across <laughs> the street, you know, uh, they're a person, not just a, a being existing in our space, you know, and they, they have their own stories, their own personalities, emotions, uh, rosebuds, uh, <laughs> you know, conflict, yeah. you know, whatever might be going on. And, and it's, I think, and now, you know, in this social media driven world and, you know, where we're all kind of, you know, we, we grow up with these tendencies to, to worry about ourselves, stuff like that, where we can't worry, we can't stop worrying about the other people. We can't stop, you know, taking into account what everyone else is going on. There's mm-hmm. a reason why so-and-so honked at you. Maybe they're just having <laughs> a bad day, you know, and that happens. <laughs> no, um, not in Springfield. Right, never. <laughs> 
And, and now, now speaking of Springfield, to kind of now pivot into the, the reason why, why you're here to, to talk about is is your new poetry book. This is Springfield. <laughs> Can you yep. g- g- give me a little? Uh... So I worked as a grant writer for Ozarks Literacy okay. Council. Really, really small nonprofit. Uh, just a couple blocks up here. It's in the basement of the Midtown Carnegie Library. Okay. And um, they just celebrated their 50th anniversary. For 50 years, Ozarks Literacy has done free one-on-one literacy tutoring for anyone oh, cool. that needs help. I mean, any any yeah. age throughout Southwest Missouri. Well, being a small nonprofit, they have no marketing budget. And it's, it's a struggle for, mm-hmm. for nonprofits to get word out about who they are and what they are doing and, and finding creative funding. So it was while that I was there, while I was there, they had this idea, well, what if I wrote a book of poetry about things I love about Springfield and didn't just let them have the proceeds from it. Right. They have flexible funding and it can be used as a tool to, to market and, and share word of who oh, they yeah, are and absolutely. what they do. And so that's how it started. And it took forever for it to finish. Uh, 50 <laughs> poems and then uh, photographs from a, a friend that I actually went to elementary school with here in Delaware, Brad. And then my, uh, and my youngest daughter, daughter yeah, did the, did the yeah. illustrations. And how old is she? She's in eighth grade. Eighth grade, Just, okay. But uh, it's kind of funny. She did the drawings about um, 18 months ago. And and her, her art skills have just blossomed yeah. so much. Uh, all, all mediums and she looks at these illustrations and she goes these these are just so simple i can do so much better now <laughs> well like, you know all, all of us artists artists are, are very self-critical you know yeah, um, i look at it and i said i, I yeah. can't do that ever these are much <laughs> better than, than anything i can do so no they look good uh, i love them I, I think they're great yeah and, and it's got it's got a good overall presence you know these are some really nice um, photos as well oh. Brad's Brad's photo skills are incredible. What's, what's the last name? Uh, Zwerink. We met at Delaware. His mom was a teacher in the, in the school system, and we played on the same soccer team together. He was a goalie. My dad was our coach, and um, and then I went one way after graduation. He went another, right. and then as, we, as we all do. Yeah, and then we both moved back to Springfield about the same time and reconnected and. So I, I ran into him downtown and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing mm-hmm. this kind of project. And then I did the thing that you hate to do to artists. I said, would you like to donate pictures? <laughs> Which is like the cardinal sin, you know? I, you don't do that to freelancers ever. Right. That's, that's the worst kind of friend thing in the world. He says, well, tell me about it. And uh, he, he agreed to and very generously, very graciously. Uh-huh. And then I love his pictures. Yeah, they look really great. Um, was this... Was this a self-publish or? Uh, 50-50 is out of, out of New York. Okay. They did, um, they published, uh, I've, done, I've done two other projects with them. They'd, I have a my first novel. Okay. It's a Springfield yeah, Sandbook. Yeah, you, you've written about 10, 10 or so mm-hmm. books now. Yeah, wow. They, uh, my first novel is Springfield Set Book, and, and they published it, and they did such a good job with it, and I kept holding on to that as, as this project got near, as the, as the poetry book got mm-hmm. near, I kept thinking, I want to pitch it to him, I want to pitch it to him. Right. And just never got the timing quite right. And then actually, while I was playing catch, um, one of my catch partners had a, has a very rare brain malformation, and uh, she was on hospice mm-hmm. and ha- had a bucket list. And on her bucket list was to to write a book. I believe I saw that in the uh, I, I, I watched your a million cups yes, presentation. Yes, yeah. yes. I'll actually uh, be there be there tomorrow. Um, yeah, the library's going to be there tomorrow. But... And uh, and so. Uh, they worked with me on that project, and and it was through that project that I said, "Well, I've got another right. one you might be interested in too." Well, and it's kind of cool that they 
did something, you know, um, on a more small, you know, small scale, Springfield, Missouri, yes. you know. Um, and they, they uh, their help with the layout, um, with how it, with that, how it actually looks. Right. I mean, I just sent them words, and they made it look yeah really good. I and mean, kind of uh, uh, speaking, speaking on you know the layout and how it's all put together. I mean, and and this was this was going to be originally be a question because uh, I, I assumed you self published it. A lot of authors have gone that <laughs> way. Obviously, that kind of kills that question. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe some some sort of advice for upcoming authors who are having to reach out to publishers. Um, Do you have any maybe insight into that? Just don't give up. Don't give up. I, mean, I like that. Uh, my first book published in 2012, and I bet uh, easy 80, 100 rejections. Oh wow! And I mean, and there's there's small indie presses right. all over. And do your research and and submit your letter. Say this is who I am. This is what the book's about. This is how I can help yeah. spread the words about it. And you'll get rejected, and that's okay. And then do it again, and then do it again. Someone will say yes, and, and that's. Um, the, the book that's that's the catch plane book. Uh, all, all of my publications to this point have been with indie small presses. Mm -hmm. Well, I've now got an agent for the the catch plane oh, book, cool. and and they're in. So it's a it's a learning process. Right. Oh, and, and it's, it's kind of like your your the catch three sixty five. You yes, gotta be you persistent. Just, you can't get burnt out on it. Yeah. I was uh, I played in in a, uh, at a church, uh, led worship in a church in Kansas City. Was a guitarist. Mm -hmm. And, and got an opportunity to do a studio project oh, up cool. there. Uh, just rhythm guitar and everything, some background vocals and stuff. And uh, the the sign on, on the entrance to the studio said, um, the only talent is perseverance. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. And then we get in there, and actually the the um, studio, the recording, the studio engineer, he's become such a great friend. Keith, I got to play catch with him when it was sleeting. <laughs> Horrible day. Uh, here in town, and um, and so we, we do a take, you know, you get that little musician swagger, you go, yeah, yeah. that was good, I know it was, and he'd just look at you and say, ah, that was good, one more time, sweetheart, just just one more time, right. and that just, I said, I need to get a t-shirt that just says, one more time, sweetheart, on it for, for how many times that he said that, and yeah. you know, you do take, and take, and take, and take, and he finally sat me down, and he said, you know what makes a good musician? You just don't give up. You just it's don't kind of give the, up. The, when the hard work trumps talent, when talent doesn't work, yes. whatever that quote is. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been that's my motto for writing. That's my motto for chasing dreams. That so don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah, I like it. I mean, you had a good a good quote that I heard. Um, to remember in, in which one I watched, but the uh, the words and ideas contain the world. Yes, and I liked. I, I like poet society. Yeah, uh, one, one of uh, his, his his best. Yeah. Whew. Still, such a uh, the um, uh, man. I don't even know if I can talk about it. I, I uh, spoke at a funeral last August, and it, I don't I don't do many funerals. And it was for my my high school English teacher, Mr. Oh. Nichols, uh, sophomore year at, at Kickapoo, and he was the embodiment of everything Robin Williams mm -hmm. was in that movie. And so at the, I was trying to think, you know, what, what do I say? He, at the end of the year, he he was he told me, I actually reference him in the book. Um, it's in the it's in the first poem, I think. Um, is it um, Mr. Nichols' life lesson? Never, never stop writing. And on my last day of my sophomore year, he he pulled me in and and he said, "You have a way with words. Don't you ever stop writing." Yeah. Well, of course. 
you know, 16 years old and stupid. And <laughs> I stopped writing like as right. soon as I could. And so that, went that, to, that advice we don't take until we, you know, it's, yeah. it's a little late and we realize we should have, right? We, then, we've all uh, got those. At the funeral, I, um, I pulled a chair up next to the podium. And at the very end, I got done, I stood up on the podium mm-hmm. and just said, oh, Captain, my Captain. Yeah, and I made iconic. it through all the speech and everything, and I get done, and all of a sudden, just the weight of the emotion of his impact in my life. Right. And it's like, wow. Absolutely. Words and ideas can change the world. Indeed. I mean, for <laughs> sure. Oh. And I mean, real, even, you know, in, in it even with what you're doing with this, it can change Springfield because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're helping give back, you know, the Ozarks Literary Council and give back to the community. I mean, what, what, what do you think? I, I feel like there needs to be a lot more projects like this, oh. you know, that are, <laughs> there are, are not all about, you know, making money, fluffing pockets. Uh, what, what do you think maybe Springfield could do maybe a little bit better as far as giving back to the community? Springfield has, has done a great job with that. Uh, you know, with the Convoy of Hope, mm-hmm. with um, Five Pound Apparel. Oh, yeah. I had Brina on here yeah, um, uh, in oh, early episodes. So she, yeah, she does a lot of, of great and stuff. There are a lot of just, uh, even from grant writing, uh, so many of the different nonprofit organizations I was introduced to mm-hmm. and the work that they do, I, I, I think just so much of it happens um, below the radar. Yeah. And, and we don't know. And, and taking the time to find those people and celebrate the good that they're doing. I agree. I mean, I, I've even tried to, I, I've tried to find some, some, some local charities that, that maybe are a little bit, you know, a little in line with what I do, you know, um, whether it was collaborating on, on some sort of show, something like that, where, where, right, where, where, you know, uh, either a percentage or all the proceeds went to them. Yeah. Uh, and I guess maybe I, I asked that question because I found it more difficult than I thought it would be to find the right contact <laughs> yeah. contacts to set something up, and it sounds like maybe I just wasn't wasn't looking in the right place. Um, there's a lot of really neat things happening in town, and um, uh, I, I mean, I I love Springfield, and and and, and then you, you flip that around, and, and you look around, and you see the struggles with homelessness right. and the struggles Which, yeah, you with definitely, some meth population. Yeah, mentioned and, in, in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, we have our struggles. I, but I mean, every, you know, a, this is what happens you, you when people You can find something together. wrong with, with uh, uh, you know, with, with one town, one city, one, you know, one area, but you can't also say that it's not a problem anywhere else. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you, you deal with, you deal with that that guy down in the corner that drives you crazy every weekend, whatever. But you know what? He, he exists uh, 300 miles away in another town. You know. Um, no comments. <laughs> okay. Now, I mean, what are you? Uh, you're obviously you're you're very passionate about Springfield. You know, you, you love the place, um, and, and of course, a great great place to live. What are some of your your favorite you know your favorite things about living in Springfield? Uh, fun Acre batting cages. I've been going there for 30 years now. Love them. Uh, the only thing that's changed. I've been a Fun Acre in some of the years. Oh, I love it. the 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 pot pot prices are pretty much still the same. Are they? Yes, and he he keeps that. Roger keeps that course in great shape. Uh, when I was in high school, you get 10 swings for a quarter. Mm-hmm. Well, inflation, it's five swings for a quarter now. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm of the mindset just enough uh, enough frugal that I'm not going to waste a swing. Yeah. I don't care. So my any strike zone training I had. 
it's gone. I don't care where that ball is. I'm swinging. <laughs> and so I don't know if that'll. You play. might hit it. You never you know. Yeah, exactly. What, 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 the the Wayne Gretzky quote. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, Wonders of Wildlife. Have, oh, yeah, have you been? Yep. Yeah, I've been a couple of times. It yeah. is just definitely uh, very immaculate. I mean, it, is, it was it was worth. Johnny Morris's uh, meticulousness, um, and, 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 and many the years first time of work. you go, you're just blown away. Yeah. I, I, I'm an aquarium guy. I, I like I like a good aquarium, yes. you know, especially the ones that are super immersive. You know, where you walk through the tunnel and you just feel like you're in there. Um, and yeah, it, it definitely it definitely turned out really nice. What about sure. cashew chicken? I was gonna bring that up um, because. I, I realized that you were the perfect guest to kind of hit with these questions that I've always wanted to kind of um, almost be like a, a random out of the hat topic of, oh, favorite pizza, favorite cashew chicken, favorite, you know, those like, those like generic Springfield questions. Yes. Um, and and I, so that was already on my list to ask. Um, I have not acquired the flavor, <laughs> the, the taste for cashew chicken. I, I'm a General So guy. I, oh, I love, yeah. you know, George likes his chicken spicy. You know, I like just... The general chicken, fried rice, that nice kick. Um, the cashew chicken has a flavor to it uh, that I have not managed to uh, to, to, to get into. Um, now, having said that, what is your favorite Springfield cashew chicken? Ooh, uh, I'm a big fan of all of them. We live close to a Chinese chef. That and, is that yeah. That is so where I go for all my Chinese food. It, I mean, it, it's, it's convenient, convenient located and them. reasonably priced, and they've won some of their cashew chicken yeah. awards. It's on pretty, pretty consistent yes. as well. It's you know I, I'd gone to some. I've had some good fortunes there. <laughs> Still waiting if it ever come right. true would be nice. But at least <laughs> I, I might have misread that. I might have had a typo in it. <laughs> I've I've I, I've tried a lot of different places. You know, some like it, it wasn't really didn't seem authentic. Um, like it was just like a chicken nugget that they dipped in the sauce, you know, it didn't have the breading right. Uh, or maybe it was great one time, then it was horrible the next time, too much yep. salt in the rice, whatever. You know, I like to eat, I like to enjoy, I like good food. Um, and yeah, Chinese Chef has, has definitely been the the most consistent and the most enjoyable one. I do I, I do have someone in my inbox at the moment. Um, they're interested in working together. King's Asian Chef, I believe it is. Ooh, I haven't been there. I think that's the name. I hope that's the name, otherwise I botched it. But there, I have not tried them yet, uh, and I probably should. But okay. I fear change at oh. times. You know, <laughs> like if, if I go try a new place, I'm gonna be, and it sucks. I'm gonna be so frustrated. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I could have gone. I couldn't. I could be eating the kind I like right now instead of uh, you know tolerating <laughs> the kind that's not that good just because I want to try something new. <laughs> um, Andy's. I just had a Oreo milkshake two days mm, ago. So good. It was Very, good, but heavy, but that's uh, also because it was my dessert right after lunch. So I definitely felt the need for a food coma. Very first time after. I went to Andy's, I met the Andy. And then years later, I worked, um, it was a caddy, the, uh, man, I forget what the, I, is it still a buy.com tour that plays at Highland Springs? Well, mm -hmm. when it was very, the very first iteration of it was the, uh, before Nike tour was the Ben Hogan tour. Okay. And I caddied for a couple of years. Oh, cool. And then after caddying out there, I got to work uh, in the barn shack as part of the, the grounds crew at, at Highland Springs. And I got to clean Andy's golf clubs. 
And so oh, that's wild. It was. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Huh. Get any so, uh, Andy's coupons or every now and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was he was such a nice guy. He, both he and his dad and they were so uh, I remember the first time we went, he said, Well maybe when you get older you can work here. Right. Uh, I'm just still eat, I'll just eat there. <laughs> I, I occasionally do uh, a Andy's gift card giveaways on on, on the local accounts and so, they are Consistently, some of the highest performing ones, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, well, um, uh, other than when it's like a, a, a store sponsored one, you know, where mm -hmm. they're doing like a $50 gift card or whatever, I'll just do like a $10, $15 one because I'll still get you a lot of ice cream. But they still, they always, even I did one in the winter and I thought to myself, this is dumb. Why would I do an ice cream one in the winter? But who cares? Whatever, it's $10. They have space And it's eaters. still, it's still, uh, still did well. It, yeah, it, it really shows a lot for their, for their pool around. That's your other favorite things about Springfield. Um, well, we got great baseball programs, Drury, MSU, Springfield Cardinals. Now, high school talent all throughout the area mm -hmm. is incredible. Um, great golf courses. I grew up playing golf with dad. Played at, I think, all of them. Um, I think my, my parents were a member at uh, Springfield Golf and Country Club. We're from, from the north side of 65. So. I have not lied. Just, I cannot believe I just forgot. I have not played there. I've <laughs> driven by it a million times <laughs> off, off I-44. Um, when I grew up, uh, downtown was, well, to me, in my, it was terrifying. It was, uh, I felt like it was very different, yeah. It I mean, was, it's... buildings were coming down, it was, th the, uh, the population was mostly a seasoned outdoor population, mm -hmm. and I, I was scared to come down here. Yeah. And in uh, the 15 years we were away, we came back, and, and the Downtown Springfield Association has done Flourished, brilliant yeah. work. There's definitely been a lot of evolution. I mean, I remember, I remember, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, with, with an age difference, I wasn't quite like that when I was younger. Um, I did I did do a lot of art stuff downtown, and I, I was certainly ne never down here that often. Um, but even when I came back to Springfield about four or five years ago now, I remember seeing, um, you know, par part of it looked the same, <laughs> like familiar is the better word, but then Hotel like that, that kind of underlying, like seeing, you know, uh, how much had really changed with wh whether it was the demographic and the culture or stuff like that. Uh, it, it's definitely made a lot of um, steps. Oh, from the, yeah, the apartments and living oh, yeah. and coffee shops, nonprofits, wiffle ball league that's down. Oh, here. yeah. Yeah. I, st I drive by them around the square on the way home every time <laughs> and I think, what if it goes off somewhere and it hits a car? <laughs> See, and I'd be like, Man, I hope it goes off somewhere. I want to go track it down and right. get the ball. <laughs> and then maybe might might play catch with a stranger. Oh, you got it. With exactly. a stranger. Exactly. Are you are you involved in? Do you do anything with that football league? Or I met a couple people that are involved okay. with it. I, I haven't yet. My uh, my football was a uh, mostly elementary school and junior high mm -hmm. and neighbors, uh, friend, good friends of backyard, and uh, we would bust out his screened-in porch. Mm. I bet they replaced that porch hundred times. Right. <laughs> and they never complained about it, you know, just delighted that we were there playing. It was only when I get older, I was like, man, how many times did we break right. up that same window? That's kind of, you know, uh, thing, things just change from when you were a kid. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> it did, did whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted. I mean, within reason, obviously, you know, I, I had, you know, parents who were, you know, um, had the rules. And I, I just more mean, like, now, you know, I... I Worry about what I'm going to do if I get injured. Now I got to pay my own medical bills. <laughs> it's not uh, on my parents. So, uh, no comments on health insurance. <laughs> no, actually, um, I've, I've had one major surgery here in town. 
I, I told you I said I broke my ankle. Yeah. And uh, actually broke it when I was in Kansas City. And they, they put me back together at uh, Mercy. They uh, had to remove bone. They gave me oh, screws wow. and, and put in. So I have a, a, a reconstructed ankle. So I'm pretty proud of that. So I wish I, I just got a metal detector in uh, uh, down, down the street today. It was a random, random purchase. You'd be a good, you could I wonder if be, I'd be a good person to test it on. Front. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, but uh, no. So I, I, all that say, you know, good medical community here too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's certainly not going anywhere, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just kind of up in St. Louis, you know, it just, it's it, it runs the city uh, yeah. in, in, in some aspects for sure. So you're, all right, other things like about Springfield. Unless you have more specific questions. Um, uh, I do not actually, we, we really already covered everything on my list uh, because we were able to kind of build off it all. Uh, and especially some of the, it not being self-published. Um, what about of, the weather? You mean uh, how inconsistent it is? The, I think it was the second year we lived here. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the Weather Channel that conducted the study or something. But, you know, they say, wait five minutes and the weather mm -hmm. will change. Oh, yeah. They they selected Springfield as the city with the greatest variety of weather. And, it, I mean, this big, long study and everything, I was like, oh, they're really writing about This is it. And so... I mean, when, when it's 80 degree, you know, high <laughs> one day, and then one to two days later, it's a low of 30. And snowing. Yeah, something's going on. Like, come <laughs> on, come guys. on. This is not normal. This is not right. Let, let's figure this out. Something's going on. <laughs> oh, the weather's crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, did you know about you know about the world's largest fork? Yeah, down a. Uh, uh, so cool. I think, well, what's the what's the restaurant now? Is that Prima's? Now oh, or did it used to? Be? It is. It used to be there. Okay. It is now. Um, I know exactly where it's at. South and by in, old Circuit City, rest in peace. That's where it used to be. Yeah, it's now in um, Chesterfield Village. The, oh, oh, they the, moved it. Okay. The the people who designed it moved it. And oh wow! It is so. It's. I clearly uh, don't get it at downtown much. Is a <laughs> destination. I, I I mean, I I knew of it. Yeah. But it wasn't until I started writing about it that I, didn't I never knew it was the biggest. I, mean, I thought it was just like and, a, and they wanted so many a huge people form. come here to go there, and and you have to go looking for it intentionally because it's like. Tucked around mm -hmm. behind, um, oh, I just uh, forgot the name of the building. It'll come to me in like ten minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to you have to intentionally go looking for it, and it's huge, and it's gorgeous, and it's hilarious. Um, superheroes of Springfield, uh, Springfield Batman, Springfield, Springfield Batman, Thor, yeah. Captain Springfield. I only know of Springfield Batman. And that's because I've I, I've had a few drinks with him. I think one well, late okay. night. I know I've seen him out. You know, um, but Springfield, Springfield Door. Uh, and then I remember there was uh, Springfield Wonder Woman or something yep. like that. I don't think she lives here anymore though. He does uh, money for breast cancer. Oh, cool. But he'll he'll don his cape uh -huh. and Mjolnir in pink. <laughs> but his wife was one of my daughter's teachers. Oh, cool. And so the, the first children's picture book I did was called um, Superheroes Are For Real. And so he came, we, uh, we had a donation, uh, went to Delaware right. Elementary to do a book launch. And, and uh, uh, a guy who's, whose wife used to teach at Delaware donated money um, so that all the kids and staff at Delaware could get a copy for free. Oh, cool. And so he comes to the launch and, and uh, there was a Captain America there as well. And so we had this idea, we're, we're going to do a... A rock paper scissors contest. See who can be the best rock. Well, 
so Thor beat um, Captain America, and this little itty bitty, I think she's probably a third grade girl, comes up and, and she barely like comes up probably middle, middle right. of his thigh. He's, she's just so little. Like, all right, here's the rules. It's best two out of three. And we're gonna, we have an official rock, paper, scissors championship right here. And so we've got the whole school involved, one, two, and she won. You know, it's just game of luck or whatever. Right, yeah. And she won, and, and he did such a good job of, uh, of playing it off. And he took his selfie and said, well, I lost to this courageous tiny human. And, <laughs> and, and, and uh, so he, he's been a wonderful, yeah, he does, he does um, a lot of volunteer work. Um, he will, he, he will sport. Actually, I got to play catch with him as Thor. Mm-hmm. And, That's cool. It, it was great. It Get was such a cold day. Addition to the book. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and he uh, he loves to dress up and engage to help the nonprofit yeah. community. And he's, I mean, he's done stuff with OLC and, and several other nonprofits in town. And then Captain Springfield, which I, I'm sure other cities have it. Do you know about Captain Springfield? I do not. Uh, the the Twitter handle sounds. This weird. is it. This is all that it is. Okay. It's like a three year old, four year old. Like Captain SGF. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. It is just. It is. Ju- it was a, a contest put out by the newspaper, saying, uh, I think the. I mean, it was just this random. I mean, and they paired. Uh, non-living things mm-hmm. against various local celebrities and said, all right, the winner gets gets a Twitter handle. <laughs> That's all you get. Wild. It turned out to be, it was hilarious. It turned out to be a vote. And, and then, uh, so I think uh, Matthew Simpson won the first year and then Representative Quaid won uh-huh. it last year. And now uh, Janelle Reed, she works for Springfield Victory Mission. She ran it. Well, now, not only does it come with a Twitter handle, but they made a cake for Captain Springfield. Okay, so it's 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 just it's, it's not one single person. It is, no, it's okay, it, it, they've it's, done it. They have now done it three years. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's there's nothing. What 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 do they do? I mean, you get a Twitter handle. That's it for a year. Okay, there's to, no to, to basically share things of what you love about Springfield on it. Huh, okay. And it is hilarious, and it cracks me up. Interesting. And I mean, why? Yeah, r- really I mean, random. And, and, and the newspaper is the one that organizes uh-huh. it, and it Newsletter. is just to. To celebrate people doing good things mm. in Springfield, and it is so. Oh, yeah, as long as they're picking, you know, yeah, someone who's doing good. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, think uh, the tumbler, the the sculpture right here on the mm-hmm. square. Yeah. yeah, it was it was one of the the finalists a couple years ago or semi finalists. <laughs> I was like, that's that's wonderful. That would be impressive to see that thing send out a good tweet. Oh, he does. He's got a good, he's got a great Twitter account. <laughs> he keeps life active in, in Springfield. Twitter's uh, definitely. Um, one of the places where I, I connect with yeah. with the with the. Well, I think definitely as an author, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I've always been very resentful of Twitter. I'm not. I don't like. I don't really like Twitter. Um, I, think, but, I think most people who use it probably don't like it. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, even when I go down on my personal one, I'd be like, who are these people? Like, why? Why, <laughs> why am I following? This all used to be in our heads, and now it's out there. You, Yes. Oh. Why did I? But I'm trying to force myself to use it more and more, and of course, then I overload myself with however many Twitter accounts that I need for however many other Instagram Instagram accounts I have. Um, but that, that's which is funny because that's how you and I connected yeah. was Twitter because you sent me an email um, yeah. m- mentioning Twitter, and so clearly there's value to it. <laughs> exactly, there is. You, t- you take this chance. Um, the the Thriller Dance on C Street. Ah. I used to live on C Street, but I never got a chance to actually oh watch goodness. it. It is so good. I've had a couple people, a couple of friends who have danced in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, I know it's a huge. I mean, very it organized. Is and yeah, they, they go they go all out on it. And they don't. 
uh, one of their their uh, mantras is you know you, you don't break character mm -hmm. just the whole time you're yeah. in it and and I think it was probably two years ago we weren't able to make it last year and and we just happened to choose the spot to watch it which was right by the door where all the zombies were coming uh -huh. out and so we got to see everyone oh, that's cool it was it was they did such a it was so cold that day um oh uh the the mystery hour how, an award-winning right, late night right, TV right show here in Springfield. Here yeah. in Springfield. How crazy is that? Isn't that so cool? Yeah, I've I've I've, um, I've been at the Vandervoort a couple times. You know, having drinks with friends and seeing them. And it must be after after their tapings or whatever. And they all kind of parade parade through the back door, and it's this huge <laughs> huge is. thing. And you know. it is. Um, donuts. We have so many we donut do. stores here. What, what what is your favorite donut here? Donut place. I have my that? favorite donuts depending on which place I go to. That's fair. Okay, um, that's fair. St. George's has been been here the longest. They're double chocolate. They they make a good donut. Oh, I make a I great agree. donut. Yeah. Um, Hertz. They're s'mores. They one time I just happened to go there and they made a chocolate old fashioned donut. Mm -hmm. It was it was one of the best donuts I've ever had in my life. I've I've had Hertz mm -hmm. and it's it's one of those it's not the Chinese chef of donuts for me. There's some inconsistency there. Um, I kind I kind of have a thing where I say, yeah, let's go get a stale donut. Um, and I mean, me, I, I I'm a pretty honest and opinionated person. Um, so they, you know, I'll, I'll probably have some people who say, you know, f you, Hertz is amazing. I mean, I I'm coming from St. Louis and done a lot of traveling. There's a lot of other donut places around America that do the same thing, the kind of everything under the kitchen sink novelty donut, who I think do it better. Now, I think it's still an important and culturally significant place in Springfield, the fact that how they're doing it. And you can you can still go in there and get a great donut. Yep. Yeah. And they, uh, Tim and Cass do it great job of giving back to the community right. too and the, the things that they are they, they definitely I do mean, a they, lot of it's yeah. just it's a donut and they are taking this donut and raising incredible like for ms society and another organization and this blows me away and so i mean i'm, I'm not gonna ever turn down a donut right <laughs> um what about casper's have you been to casper's um i have not been in about 10 years i mm. actually when i went to hillcrest i was on the uh, hgtv team <laughs> and a story i did uh was about casper's actually and that was probably the last time i've been there oh man um it's, but it's i remember them having a, a couple times uh their chili still i love their chili i actually just went there last week um there, there, there are two stories in here in this book that uh, that are some of the hard stories of Springfield. Mm -hmm. But ones that I have never been able to let go since I, um, the the lynching on the square yep. on Good Friday, and that I, I mean I think I was in in third or fourth grade the first time I heard about that, and it, it was I was just young enough that I, I I understood what they were saying. I couldn't understand why yeah. why that would really happen. Right, the the, the fathom the evilness of yes. it. Yes, yeah. and and so I mean I wrote about that just because, and that's part of who we are. And then I uh, I also think it's something that's something that we can, um, for 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 lack of a better term, whitewash out mm -hmm. of out of Springfield. You know that mm -hmm. we can't act like 
you know, it's just like never done anything wrong and, and, and all that stuff. I mean, that's that's some evil shit oh, that, that happened and we can't act like it didn't happen. And we can't stand on this kind of high horse or pedestal like as if we, we uh, you know, didn't collectively as a city, you know, way back when do that. The uh, It happened on a, on a Good Friday and of course Good Friday ha- changes dates every year. And I reached out to the, the president of the uh, History Museum down mm-hmm. on the square yeah. and said, hey, I want to write about this on Good Friday. Would you play catch with me so I can write about this? And turns out he was a huge baseball fan. <laughs> and so we went down on the square and, and he says, I kind of more of those doors that opened as it well. Was. Yeah. And he says, I tell this story regularly. And, and I don't know how long he's been telling this story. And he says, I still can't get, I can't get through it. Right. And it was actually it was on its way to putting Springfield on a map nationally. I think it, I'm trying to remember when it was at 19. Uh, I can't remember you off the top of my head, but uh, San Francisco earthquake hit, and so that became the nation's news and kind of lucky, pushed, lucky pushed for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I graduated from Kickapoo in '93. Mm-hmm. The year before I graduated, it was the three uh, the three missing girls. I, I know you you mentioned. That do you know that do you know the story? I do not. Now keep my at that it's time. A, it's I was a three long years old. story. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Oh man. Um, the, basically, the day after graduation, uh, two two students from Kickapoo High School uh-huh. graduated class ninety two, and their mom um, went missing. Because this sounds familiar. I'm just not oh, yes. positive. It has I'm been... not positive if it's the same story that I've heard. Yeah, it, it, it's been. It's been on day. It's been on all yeah, your major right. stories, and there are still. And so you know, they they put out these the golden the goldenrod posters with their names on it. It's Cheryl Levitt and, and Susie Streeter and Stacey McCall, and you can see the the pictures. And they were all over town, all over mm-hmm. where they gone. And you know, they went by the house, and and everything was still at the yeah. house. And you know, you know, now you get all the. The conspiracy theories. And, yeah, I remember. And, I, if this is the story that I'm thinking of, I remember hearing something along the lines of them uh, being like in a underneath the parking garage. Yep. Mercy, right? Yeah. Is, that, is this, is yeah, this, this the story I'm thinking of? Okay. Yeah. Some people. I mean, yes, and you know, like I mean, like really dark stuff. It yeah. is, and and so that was that was the graduating class before me, and so you know now I'm getting my senior year getting ready to approach graduation and you hit your one year anniversary and you, you yeah. relive, relive, relive all that. Well, now, kind of how, how those things shock, yeah. you know, re- re- really shock the community. You know, you, you see about it on the news and everything like that. And here. You know, but when, yeah, when it happens here, when it happens in your community, I mean, it makes... 26 years later, yeah. my oldest is getting ready to graduate high school. And I, I mean, every time I hear high school graduation mm-hmm. this is just one of those things that's that's burned into yeah. me that you know you're you don't know you're not given your tomorrows right oh yeah absolutely and, and you know for, for for all the good uh that is here in springfield you know we, we can't act like the, the bad doesn't exist you know i mean Haley Owens. i was gonna say that i mean that guy was my football coach oh in middle school oh wow yeah and I mean, I was living in St. Louis at the time when I heard about all this, but I just remember like, oh my goodness, thinking, what? <laughs> like, holy cow, you know? And and I'm not going to sit here and act um, educated on it. You know, I, I was not living here. I know, obviously, it was, a, it's all disgusting, messed up, you know, evil, evil stuff. 
And it was just so wild to think that this guy was my football coach. And you would have never thought anything. You know, like, he, he, he was responsible for, for putting me in, you know, in, in the games, you know? Like, you liked the guy. And then you hear this and you're just like, what the hell? Like, what is going on? I mean, and and just okay. the, these things. And even the, um, uh, Blanchett, Blanchard? Uh, gypsy, gypsy, uh, yeah, th- yeah, th- those things that, and, and may- maybe it's kind of a, a you know, you, you get desensitized, you see it on the news, but then when, <laughs> but when you never think it can happen here where you it live, yeah. and then it does, and you're just like, whoa, okay, am I, am I, you know, is there, a, is there a glitch in the simulation? What's going on? Here? Oh man, great reference. I think it's time to turn off the TV and just go, what? right, yeah, uh, it is crazy, but it's good, and there's so many good people, yeah, right? And that, yeah, that's what I was trying to balance, you know, there. So much good, but yeah, but there's, you know, you understandably the, the and, stuff and that. It's the uh, the Lord of the Lord of the Rings quote from Samwise. He says, there's still good in this world yep. and it's worth fighting for. Right. It's one of those you cling to. Still don't understand why they didn't just take the eagles right to the, oh. right to Mordor, though, off the bat. I, I think, I mean, didn't Gandalf kind of say, and he said, fly, you fools. Yep. They, just, they just weren't quick enough. To... Ooh, good point. I never, never thought about that. I mean, I grew up watching those movies as many times as I could. So I never good. caught that. Just fly, dummies. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a... Uh, Allegiant. Come on, get a good deal. The, the scene right before that, he says, You shall not pass. Yep. Ah, man, I love that part. That was time. a, yeah. I, I had a, a friend in high school who he could perfectly <laughs> do that. That mimic. He'd grab like some sort of, you know, stick off the ground or whatever. He did it perfectly. Yeah, that, that, is, that is an I, I, iconic, <laughs> iconic scene. That, yeah. that, now I, 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 you know, I instead attach to... Uh, Really tall, lanky guy, <laughs> kid doing it. But regardless, <laughs> well, Ethan, I want to appreciate. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you coming down today, uh, and, and really just so glad we could. Connect. Yeah, yeah, good, good conversation. Uh, on top of, you know, talking about everything that you're doing, uh, I'd like to kind of give you this opportunity. Uh, as a bit of a soapbox, you know, oh. anything you want to pitch, plug, wh- wh- where where we can find the book. Uh, oh, you know. okay. Um, easiest way really to get it um, is just to contact Literacy Council, info at ozarksliteracy.com. Which I, I can definitely work. make sure to put yeah. information you know, about how to get the book in the, and the podcast notes and on the website. It's uh, it's $20. All money goes to them. And uh, such, a, such neat people doing their... I mean, it is basically an office staff of two. Yeah. Organizing hundreds of volunteers to help kids and adults read. And Which I mean is, I mean, it's just something it, so important. I did, and, okay, so I'm an author and I'm a storyteller. I'm a writer and this kind of stuff. And, and I literally lucked into a grant writing position mm-hmm. with them. And then my eyes are open to, I had no idea this yeah, many people struggled learning to read. Right. And, and, and with all the social media stuff and everything that we have, how word crazy we are. And if you can't read how... What a disadvantage that is. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, a, a quality of life thing. It, it, yes, you know, I mean, exactly. If, if you if you uh, cannot read, I mean, how how hindered mm. and, and and crippled you are, you know, um, as far as progressing through life. Yeah, you know, I can. Thankful I could read. And then uh, other things to plug on on August fourth. At U.S. Ballpark. And those, oh, we didn't even talk about Lambert's. Do you like Lambert's? 
I I cannot believe I'm still saying this as You've a 28 year old. I've never been. Oh my goodness. We I've need to go in your hungry. I always heard that there were long lines and packed. Just, just go I just at never, 1030. I, I, I have a friend who used to work there and kind of some of the stories he's told me. I'm like, hey, uh, okay. oh no. I'm no, not going to drive out to Ozark. <laughs> keep, keep me naive, please. Um, I know. I, I'm fully aware that I'm kind of. Uh, uh, imparting my cynicism onto on you on this episode. Okay, but the rolls are great. If you I like heard that. country fried steak, best country fried steak, and fried okra. That's fried all I need. Fried okra. Hmm. Yeah. Do you like fried okra? Never had it. Oh, man. I'm clearly a very closed-minded individual. No, you're just by, north. By, the, mean, end, that, by the end of this uh, it, it, It's good. Now, they have, they put tomatoes in their macaroni and cheese. I don't want huh. tomatoes in my macaroni and cheese. Yeah. And, I uh, want cheese in my macaroni and cheese. Maybe some bacon. Jalapenos, ooh, ooh, little breadcrumbs. Ooh, I take the bacon. Give I'm a not little turning love. down bacon, period. <laughs> um, but you know, they, they yeah. throw softball-sized baseballs there. Anyway, same exit that you would go to Lambert's. Yeah. U.S. Ballpark is right behind it. Mm-hmm. And there's this wood bat league, and I'm trying out on Sunday, August the 4th. Cool. And I have, I literally have no idea if I'm going to make the cuts or not. <laughs> it's it, I keep telling people in the hopes that it's more of a, the more people I tell, well, I can't, I can't. Back right. out. Yeah, you can't back out. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're held accountable. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Well, now it's 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 recorded and it's gonna yes. be on the internet. I yeah. went and uh, I practiced with the, the baseball the high school team from Clever mm-hmm. yesterday, and and the coach says, "Oh, it's a great day to come. It's just gonna be a light, relaxed workout." And the kids are out there, you know, running around, and, uh, and I'm just there's like, okay, where where's the oxygen? <laughs> My muscles hurt. I'm and not I even can't a smoker. <laughs> breathe, and I just drenched in sweat and at the end I, we, I got a picture and, and I can't even smile I am just mm-hmm. exhausted after two hours and, and kind of that, uh, that awkward grimace <laughs> I was like oh yeah but you know I'll, I'll get there my arm is ready I just got the rest of me right. ready <laughs> ah crazy <laughs> good stuff and um where can they find you uh, uh Ethanbryan.com. okay in twitter Ethan underscore Brian I'll, I'll talk about the Royals a lot <laughs> I, I will uh, I, I will send out haiku mm-hmm. that are just hilarious. They make me laugh. That's the only reason I put them out. Uh, that's all that matters, yeah. right? I, I just, there you go. This is why you, why I tweet to, to make myself laugh. Right. I, I used to only tweet so I can screenshot it for Instagram. <laughs> um, and that was it. I think that might have been in my Twitter bio. I only have you for my Instagram, something like that. Uh, now now I, I try to really only put stuff out that doesn't go to Instagram, so it's a little bit more, you know, exclusive content, uh, less edited, you know, kind of more candid, uh, or the really weird stuff that comes to my head. But Come again, on. I think it's funny. That's the whole point. So. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I try and make myself laugh, which usually results in, in eye rolls from my daughter. Dad. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I know. Wasn't that oh, yeah. funny? I don't want to go go back and read all my tweets from 2015. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I, I am thankful that I am old enough that it was not there when I was 15. <laughs> oh, it would be horrible. Oh, it would be... Mm-mm. I, I was blessed that it came later. Right, yeah. I, I remember the days of MySpace... <laughs> uh, Zanga. Yes. yes. Oh, I remember yeah. those. I miss MySpace. It was just so much easier. <laughs> there was no algorithm. I could I could <laughs> piss off my friends because <laughs> I didn't put them on the top eight. Oh. I, I sold MySpace profiles even though I really just used a generator to make them. Oh, that was great. Such simpler times. Oh, it was. Such simpler times. That's wonderful. All right, now, simple times. <laughs> there you go. 
That is a flip phone. This is a flip phone? I'm gonna Still. take a picture of you with holding this flip phone. <laughs> Click. Still use it. That I is mean, a flip phone. Is that your only phone? Yeah, it's my only phone, yeah. Wow. And this thing is brilliant. Uh, use well, yeah, it, nothing can go wrong, right? Um, I use it for radio antenna in the car. But I also get internet access mm -hmm. if I want. It's just, it's crazy. Like, th there are times when I wish that's all I needed. Like my, you know, my, my dad will go golf and and he'll leave his phone in the, you know, in the laundry room, you know? And I wish I had that luxury, yeah. you know, to be able to disconnect like that. I, I, I try, catch, playing catch allowed me to do that uh -huh. for periods. Yeah. But then you're like, I need to check in just to make sure that. Right. Make sure everything is running as it should be. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure these are real wood, but <laughs> the floors definitely oh, are. Yeah, the higher okay, ship looking floors. <laughs> All right, Ethan. Well, uh, thanks again. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much.